From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. I'm Graham, VK4BB. Of course, tomorrow is World Telecom Day. That's May 18. In this edition, we have VK3KI, VK3PC, there's VK2FJL, VK3DN, VK4FUQ, 4TI, 4 Fox Whiskey, VK5BUI, VK6XYL, all contributing to bring you the news of ham radio across the world. I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. This is the WIA National News for week commencing May 17. Are you interested in learning more about D-Star and what this exciting new digital radio mode has to offer? Then visit the website www.dstar.org.au And there's also a well-established Australian D-Star news group. You can join the group from the link provided on the D-Star website as well as in the text edition of this news broadcast. This is Michael Owen, VK3KI. Last week I told you a little about our annual general meeting and open forum weekend held at the Gippsland campus of Monash University at Churchill on the 2nd of May. It was built around the highly successful Eastern Zone Amateur Radio Club annual conference, GipsTech, as GipsTech Special Edition. I should tell you that the real GipsTech this year will be held on the weekend of 11 and 12 July. So please think seriously of going. The presentations over the weekend were fascinating and extremely well presented. Thank you everyone who contributed and particularly Peter Freeman, VK3KAI. During the open forum it was announced that particular emphasis would be placed this year on emergency communications with three directors led by Phil Waiters coordinator and with WIARTO Fred Swainston formulating and accrediting amateurs gaining nationally recognised competencies relevant to the provision of emergency services. Let me tell you of two of the awards that were presented during the open forum. Tony Hutchinson, VK5ZAI, is the WIA ARIS coordinator and ARIS coordinator for the Asia-Pacific region. Tony says that ARIS, amateur radio on the International Space Station, is a positive way of introducing our hobby of amateur radio to students and others throughout the world by demonstrating how it's used to communicate with the crews on the International Space Station. The value of Tony's contribution to amateur radio and the WIA was recognised by the presentation of the Chris Jones Award at the Open Forum following our annual general meeting. The award is a handsome glass plaque with the following inscription. The Chris Jones Award honours the memory of a man who was dedicated to the advancement of amateur radio and whose unfailing commitment and vision led to a new Wireless Institute of Australia. 
and whose unfailing courtesy and genuine friendliness is fondly remembered by all who knew him. Tony accepted the award, thanking all of those who had supported Aris. The other award that I will mention today was the rarely presented G.A. Taylor Award. This award was first suggested back in 1981, finally being struck in Perth in 1988. The medal is awarded in recognition of exceptional service to the Wireless Institute of Australia. Major George Augustus Taylor was the founding chairman of the Wireless Institute of New South Wales in 1910, out of which grew today's Wireless Institute of Australia. I presented that award to Peter Freeman, VK3KAI. While Peter has contributed to amateur radio in many ways, in particular with the annual Gipstech conference conducted by the Eastern Zone Amateur Radio Club, it is his ongoing contribution as editor of Amateur Radio and Chairman of the Publications Committee that we honoured. I particularly acknowledge the ongoing pressure of deadlines imposed on all of those producing the magazine. In accepting the medal, Peter expressed his surprise and gratitude, paying tribute to all of the publication committee who worked for the success of the magazine. The weekend was judged a great success by all who participated in it and I would like to thank all of those who contributed and most particularly to Robert Broomhead and Peter Freeman. Thank you. Modern wireless technology has many applications adding to the utility of laptop computers and a wide range of other devices. The Australian Government's research arm, the Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organisation, CSIRO, took 14 major companies to court, claiming infringement of its US patent on wireless local area network technology. The fight was over the CSIRO's standard 802.11, used in most wireless devices. While the exact settlement details remain confidential, in dollar terms it will be substantial. Those to pay include Hewlett-Packard, Intel, Dell, Microsoft, Toshiba, Nintendo, Belkin and Netgear. The CSIRO conceived the idea of the wireless technology in the early 1990s and took out a patent in 1996. The first wireless cards based on the CSIRO system appeared in 2002. Attempts during the next three years to negotiate licenses with the companies using it failed. They would not pay royalties. So the CSIRO took legal action and a US judge has finalised a settlement in favour of the CSIRO. It sends a clear message that the CSIRO will fight to protect all of its rights flowing from its research undertaken on behalf of the Australian taxpayers. I'm Jim Linton, VK3PC, and you're listening to VK1WIA. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Brisbane, it's relayed on 147 MHz at 9am Sunday. From the Brisbane VHF Group's VK4, 
RBN on Mount Glorious. I'm Bryn, VK4 Golf Foxtrot. Hams across Australia. I'm Alan, VK1 Whiskey X-Ray from the Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club. And from VK1, coming meetings for Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club are May 25th, Dean, VK1DW, SDR The Fun Way and a brief introduction to doing surface mount transistors. June 22nd, Mark Roberts, franchise owner of Battery World, talking about correct battery disposal procedures. Our July meeting will be changing day. Keep an eye on the Crark website for further details and updates. VK2, the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's 34th Annual Field Day, is being held on Sunday, June 7th, at the Sea Scouts Hall in Buller Street, Port Macquarie. Traditionally, it was a two-day field event, but they have found it necessary to reduce it to a one-day event. On Sunday the 7th of June, 9am, the doors open for sales. 10am, the 80-metre event mobile. 11am, the 40-metre pedestrian transistor radio only. 11.30am, barbecue lunch, $5 available. Includes a can of soft drink. 1.30pm, 2-metre mobile. 2.30pm, 2-metre pedestrian. And at 3.30pm, presentations. From the port, down the coast to Westlakes. Here is the president of Westlakes, Frank, VK2, Fox, Juliet, Lima. Now, following the unanimous acceptance of both the special resolutions, the election of management committee was conducted. The successful applicants are as follows. President, Frank, VK2FJL. Vice President, Steve, VK2XWL. Secretary, Greg, VK2CW. Treasurer, Greg, VK2CW. Working Committee, Alan, VK2JED. Dave, VK2RD. Michael, VK2ZEN. Keith, VK2PKT. Colin, VK2YP, Barry, VK2BZ, and Barry, VK2CXA. Congratulations to all. VK4, Key West Resort Noosa Century Bike Ride. A bike ride from Brisbane to Noosa is being held on Sunday the 14th of June. Man checkpoints will operate over the length of the course, relaying safety and progress information. Operators from Redcliffe, Caboolture and the Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Clubs will be required. Contact Noel, VK4 November Lima or Warwick, VK4 November Whiskey if you would like to participate. This has been Alan, VK1 Whiskey X-Ray with Hams Across Australia. From the WIA News Hub in Perth and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Hello, this is Kylie, VK6XYL, with education, youth and advancement of amateur radio. Julian Sortland, VK2YJS, has advised the Hornsby and Districts Amateur Radio Club will be conducting examinations for all levels May 23rd at 9am. Exams held in Waitara on the upper north shore of Sydney. While no classes are offered at this event, they are being planned for future dates. Please contact Tony Lamarchia on 
9487 or use the form at their website. The North West ATV Group conducted a Foundation Licence Assessment on Saturday the 2nd of May. Congratulations to James Hamish Curran, who passed his theory, regulations and practical with flying colours. Hamish, now retired, is a past engineer with merchant shipping in the British Isles. He is of Scottish descent and now lives in Devonport, mainly interested in HF but is keen to become involved with VHF and UHF. Hamish expects to receive his call and licence shortly, so please keep an ear out for Hamish on the HF bands with his requested call of VK7FHCL. People interested in general information about the Northwest Tasmania Amateur Television Group are invited to visit the club's WIA webpage under VK7 Clubs. Reached Education and Training. There will be, on Tuesday the 16th of June, an examination session for the Advanced and Standard Licences at 7.30pm in the Queen's Domain Club Rooms. There will also be a Foundation Training and Practical Assessment session on Saturday, June the 20th, starting at 9am. Anyone interested in participating in a standard training course for about 10 weeks starting around the end of June, please let Reg VK7KK know. Reg VK7KK can be contacted on mobile 0417-391-607. In the West at Ham College, a reminder that vacancies for the next foundation course held in Perth are filling up fast. The course is scheduled to run 23rd and 24th of May with an open exam on the following Saturday, 30th of May. If you are keen to attend a course and or sit an exam of any type, please contact Ham College now at www.hamcollege.com.au or you can phone me, Kylie, on 0412 704 to register. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. And VK3, it can be heard on VK3REC repeater on 147.175 MHz at 9.30am on Sunday morning. The broadcast is repeated on Wednesday evening at 8pm. I'm John, VK3ARK. G'day, John VK5BUI here. International news with thanks to the RSGB, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. CEPT appointment for RSGB President. The RSGB President, Colin Thomas, G3PSM, is to lead key discussions at the 2011 World Radio Conference. He's been appointed CEPT Lead Coordinator for the 500kHz proposal, which is Agenda Item 1.23 at the WRC11 conference. This appointment is unusual in that Agenda Item Coordinators are normally selected from administrations, i.e. Ofcom. This is a great honour for Colin and the role that the RSGB and the IARU play within the international telecommunications community. Congress looks at ham radio ecom response measure. US Congress is taking a look at the valuable role that ham radio plays in times of natural man-made disasters. This after US Representative Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas has introduced HR 2160 in the US House of Representatives. 
better known as the Amateur Radio Emergency Communications Enhancement Act of 2009, HR 2160 would promote and encourage the valuable public service, disaster relief and emergency communications provided on a volunteer basis by licensees in the amateur radio service. This by undertaking a study of the uses of amateur radio for emergency and disaster relief communications. The study would also identify unnecessary or unreasonable impediments to the deployment of amateur radio emergency and disaster relief communications. It would also make recommendations for relief of any such unreasonable restrictions so as to expand the uses of amateur radio communications in homeland security planning and response. ARIS at 25 Certificate Turning to ham radio space-related news, if you heard or contacted the ham radio station on board the ISS using any of its modes between November 30th, 2008 to January 15th, 2009, you qualify to receive an ARIS 25th Year Commemorative Certificate. To get one, send a QSL with all of the normal information and note the ARIS mode of operation. Also, whether the contact with you was receive-only or two-way. On the outside of the QSL envelope, include the words 25th Anniversary Certificate and include a self-addressed stamped envelope large enough to accept an 85 by 11 inch certificate and which includes the proper postage. Please refer to www.aris.org for addresses where to send your QSL and for additional details. Four young hams named winners of Radio Arcola Essay Contest. Last February, the team at Radio Arcola, OH8X, launched an essay contest aimed at getting some fresh ideas from today's youth and their elders to boost recruitment into the ranks of amateur radio. There were numerous entries, and now the multinational jury has picked the winners, with first place going to a 19-year-old from the UK named Mark Dumpleton, 2E0NCG. Two U.S. hams, John Scott Anderson, KC9OQO, and Brian Wood, W0DZ, finished in second and third place, respectively. Argentinian Diego Salem, LU8DX, was recognised for his submission of the best Spanish-language piece. Well, that's it for international news for this week. I'm John, VK5BUI. Catch you next time. Radio in your inbox. VK1WIA, now podcasting to the world. From the weird and wonderful file. Hello, I'm Jim Linton, VK3PC. The diversity licence plate antenna. Yes, folks, it's all about how to turn the registration plates on your vehicle into an antenna system. There's an interesting article in the May edition of CQ magazine headlined Invisible Mobile Installation by Scott Williamson, Victor Yankee 1 Sierra Whiskey, who wanted to use 2 metres and 70 centimetres mobile without drilling a hole or using an on-glass antenna. The simplest thing about the project is a splitter box made by US Communications, which has three BNC connectors, one for the transceiver, and the two others go to the front and rear number plates. But man, oh man, Scott... VY1SW, who was keen to have a disguised antenna on his brand new red-coloured Infinity G37 Coupe, is pictured removing both the front and rear bumper skins to install the feed line and connections. It required removing bolts, screws and clips, 
remembering where they go and in what order to correctly put it all back together again, plus the removal of some internal panels for cabling. When completed, the number plates essentially act as two dipoles and connected to the diversity control box, the signal is divided between them providing optimal transmission. The box even provides impedance matching and has a phasing element to achieve diversity reception so the signals received via the number plates are additive rather than cancelling. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ and today I'm joined by Frank VK2FJL, Bill VK4FW and Trent VK4TI. But first, the on-air contest column. May 23, Trans-Tasman CW Digital Contest. June 6-8, Worktel VK Shires Long Weekend Contest. June 20 and 21, Museums Weekend, Part A. June 27, 28, Museums Weekend, Part B. July 4, NZART Memorial Contest, 80 metres. August 15 and 16, WIA Remembrance Day Contest. New Trans-Tasman CW and Digital Contest. In the wake of the closure of the former VK Trans-Tasman CW Contest comes news that Rob Classy ZL2 AKM is trolling a new digital CW contest on 80 metres. The contest will be conducted using rules very similar to those used for the VK Trans-Tasman Contest and will be held on the 23rd of May from 0800 hours UTC until 1300 hours UTC. The contest log should contain the best four hours out of the five and contestants may use digital modes such as CW, RITI and PSK31. While the disbanded VK Trans-Tasman CW attracted up to 50 participants, very few submitted logs making the event disappointingly unviable as a contest. Now the new digital CW contest is trying to fill that gap. It's organised by Rob ZL2AKM. His website, which contains the contest details, can be found in the text edition of this broadcast. Westlake CQ Repeater Contest has been run, but is your login? Frank from Westlakes joins us. The organisers of this year's Westlakes Amateur Radio Club CQ FM Repeater Contest, which went from the 1st of May till the 8th, wish to thank those who took part in activating normally quiet repeaters during the contest. Certificates will be available to the winners, plus a participation certificate for any VK submitting a log. Logs should be sent to Westlakes Amateur Radio Club, care of the contest manager, Post Office Box 3001, Taralba, New South Wales, 2284. The closing date for the logs is of May the 29th, 2009. Again, logs should be sent to Contest Manager, PA Box 3001, Taralba, New South Wales. Jog White Field Day. This popular New Zealand contest saw more stations participate in 2009, including a number of VK stations. There were 190 operators at 34 field stations up from last year. For more details, take a look at the web address that can be found on email and internet editions of this broadcast. A bigger, brighter, bolder Shires contest is looming. Here is Trent, VK4TI. Well, contest fans, it's four weeks to the start of the very first VK Shires contest. There are a couple of very big differences with the VK Shires over other VK contests. 1DX working is encouraged and multipliers are allowed twice per band. OK, what is a multiplier? These contested terms that these guys are talking about. 
In most VK contests, the final score is merely the sum of the number of contacts you make in the defined contest period. If you make 100 contacts, your final score is 100. Sort of simple to understand. The VK Shire scoring system is different. For every different Shire you work on phone or CW on a given band, it multiplies the number of QSOs made to get a final score. Bill VK4FW offered his thoughts on how to run the test. Number one, concentrate on working the DX on 20 and 40 metres, and possibly 15. Grab the VKs as they come along. Number two, make sure you get as many VKs in the log as possible on the 80 metre band. Whatever DX you actually work will be a bonus. And remember, no DX windows permitted for the VK ops. Number three, remember that SSB and CW are the permitted modes. Four, and most importantly, have fun. Just one more thing, tell all your friends worldwide. Flood them with the info and request that they look for you in the contest. We're interested in what others think, or do they not wish to share their winning formula? Now back to the WIA News Desk. Thanks, Bill. You know in this VK Shires contest, just by ramming up new Shires, even a station, many points of front could be caught and overtaken by a station who is judicious in band changes and working of new Shires. New contesting website. Pete, N4ZR, has announced that a new contesting companion website is now up and running. The objective of this webpage is to make this into a one-stop source for information on contesting and to ensure that all the good stuff that is now scattered across the internet doesn't succumb to the ravages of time, hard drive failures or other accidents of history. Pete says he is looking for contributors, authors to contribute material and to keep the webpage up to date. Check it out. Finally, special event news in ZS6SCI. A special event station with call sign ZS6SCI will be active daily from Monday 18 to Friday 22nd of May from the Cy Bono Science Discovery Centre in Johannesburg. The station will be active on all bands, propagation permitting. There is a special limited edition QSL card that will be sent out to each confirmed contact. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ in Ingham. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Shepparton and Northeastern districts, it can be heard at 7.30pm Sundays on 146650 2-meter repeater VK3RGV. I'm Neil, VK3KAL. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Echoes of Apollo, Honeysuckle Creek. Now, the following message appeared on the VK VHF mailing list and was posted by one of the original Apollo 11 mission staff based at Honeysuckle Creek. There's going to be a very big 40th anniversary of Apollo 11 in camera in July, celebrating the arrival of the first pictures from the moon at Honeysuckle Creek tracking station just south of Canberra. Anyone even remotely connected with the Apollo 11 mission, including staff from Honeysuckle Creek Tracking Station, the PMG Department Radio Section, the PMG Department in general, AWAOBs and others, should have a look at the site that can be found in the email and internet editions of this news broadcast. Also, the original dish from Honeysuckle Creek, which is now a Timbinbilla Deep Space Centre, will be decommissioned on the 1st of August 2009, 10 days after the 40th anniversary of its moment in glory in history. So maybe, just maybe, there'll be another dish available for EME experiments. Hi hi. Tiny satellite to test drugs in space. Space.com staff say that a small satellite the size of a loaf of bread could help scientists figure out how drugs work in space. 
The nanosatellite called Pharmasat weighs in at 10 pounds and is designed to study how yeast responds to antifungal drugs while circling the Earth at 17,000 miles per hour. The satellite holds a micro-laboratory packed with sensors that can detect the growth, density and health of yeast cells. Scientists plan to use three different doses of the antifungal treatment and see how yeast responds over the course of 96 hours. Worldwide special interest groups Rescue Radio. Hams communicating to the sound of squealing tyres. Now as this news goes to air this Sunday morning the 17th of May, some of Townsville's based radio amateurs are hellbent on communicating to the sound of squealing tyres. Now before you lash out and ring those boys in blue and go and book these reckless louts doing the drift while doing the DX, consider, just consider, that these operators might actually be providing a service to the community like providing time control and track safety communications and competitor data backup support as part of the Townsville City Autosports Club King of the Hill Hill Climb Round 2. The WIA news transmission is also being sent to air from the Flying Finish Control Point, so if you're listening in somewhere in the Townsville region and you hear autosport sounds coming out hurtling out of your radio, then fear not. It's just background ambient noise from the portable transmitting site. The hill climb operators have been on site since 7.30am and expect to finish around 4pm this afternoon. And that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting for Melbourne. Ah, I love the smell of rubber in the morning. Thanks there, Robert, VK3DN, reporting, as he said, from Melbourne. Now, until next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Don't forget all points of contact that you've heard mentioned in today's WIA National News are best read when you read the text editions at www.wia.au Or is that www.wia.org.au In the nation's capital with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported, you decide.